0: Episode, all the way through this episode, you could not turn away. You could not, you couldn't wait till the commercials were over because this had just one awesome scene after the next. I'm going to have to understand because it was so much action, I'm going to have to understand what happened, um, who was who, where was where, but we're going to have a general rundown. My first reaction from this was totally awesome. As a matter of fact, I'm replaying it now, so so as I'm talking about it, I can kind of understand what happened. So, we break out initially with, let's see, we break out initially with, of course, you have Carol, and you have Ezekiel, and you have the whole crew, and some kind of um, bomb went off, I guess, or something like that. Let's Let's go through this thing again. So, we are on the, well, okay, it's, it's, okay, here we go. Now, it starts out as, it starts out with these different faces where we all see um, Aaron, and then we see Rick, and we see Carol, we see different faces. Then we see what, what we think is at, like at the Savior's compound. And one thing about The Walking Dead, which I do like is, they don't mind showing women that are bad you know what? Because this woman at this particular page for the saviors is running things. She has an eye for it. She has a commanding presence. So we opened up where she's like, let's get this thing done. Somebody was slacking off. She said, you're out of here. Next person up. Let's go. So then um, after that, the crew of Aaron's crew um, attacks them. And I kind of like Aaron a lot. Aaron is becoming one of my favorite characters of The Walking Dead. He has heart. He has soul. He really cares about people. But he understands. He takes the initiative in the heat of battle. Aaron will look at what's going on. And as we see here, he saw where he's in relationship with Eric. And I'm totally shocked Eric picked up the gun in this one. But not only did Eric pick up the gun, but he held the line. Eric doesn't seem like the fighting type for you guys don't know Eric seems kind of the more let's make coffee you know let's have fun kind of talk have fun kind of type but Eric showed out this episode the whole plan of attack was to he they attack this particular saviors compound and then their initial theme was that to keep them in and well, I didn't know what their strategy was, and neither did the saviors. The saviors initially thought that they were saying that, hey, you keep them in, they're too afraid to attack us. So we're going to try to uh, break out some kind of way. And all they were trying to do was hold the line. So after we saw that compound, and then the walking dead flashes to Terra. Well, a lot of people are not on terror these days, but I kind of like Terra. But the scene that we see here is that Tara and Morgan at another compound. So they're about to attack that one too. So you have, you have Aaron attacking that compound going full throttle. And then you have the um, Morgan and Jesus and Diane. Diane is the one who's really good with the arrow by the way from the hilltop. So you have Jesus so i got baby stuff for me so you have jesus and they're about to they're about to do it so before they before they attack the compound the compound they attacked before wasn't fortified like the compound is right now and they have between the compound and you walking up it's kind of like a walker moat meaning that you have a lot of walkers between them and two fences so They have to find a way to be able to, I'm pausing this so I can understand so I can talk. They try to find a way to be able to get through there without having the guards alert someone else that they're in there, so they have to fight everybody in that compound. They're trying to sneak in there before everybody knows so they have a better advantage. Okay, now that being said, and then we flash back, so they're outside the moat, they see the walkers, and then we flash back to Carol and the explosion. And somehow this explosion, they don't explain what's going on in the explosion, but you have Ezekiel trying to, trying to focus, then you have Carol trying to focus, then you have... Um, The walkers starting to come out. And then Ezekiel has these lines that dead are upon us. And someone says, protect the king. And someone said, protect yourselves. I don't know who said that, but it was kind of funny. And we finally see Jerry swinging the battle axe. Then, of course, we see uh, Carol do her thing. But we see Ezekiel who... who is is a pretty good, pretty good warrior. He's just like, in the middle of battle, he knows how to stand up, do his thing, and and kind of lead. He he is a very good leader in the middle of war. Kind of reminds me of Caesar, what Caesar used to be, as far as the way he used to enunciate what was going on and leave the troops verbally. So um, one of the guys in this group had got away, and they were saying that if this guy gets away, he can warn the other saviors, and the other saviors would know they're coming, and it would be that much harder. So Ezekiel saying one group, all right, I'm getting excited here. Ezekiel sends one group one way, then sends another group another way. He sends one group to get his tiger Shiva and meet up with him, and he's taking a crew to try to find the guy who ran away so that they're able to stop him before he warns the others. So, our next scene that we see is we're back at the initial compound where Aaron is trying to um, where Aaron attacked now they pretty much attack but they are just holding the line they're not they're not forwarding at all but they are just keeping them inside the compound where they are it's kinda like an outside area and they came up with trucks in their sidings to to block the bullets so basically it's just a Mexican uh, I I don't wanna say Mexican standoff but basically it's just a standoff and they have they're exposed but our people, our people meaning Rick's people, are not. So they have the advantage of the bullets are flying. Their people are dying at a, at a at a larger rate because they don't have cover, whereas Rick's people have cover. But Rick's people aren't trying to advance. Negan's people are saying, well, they're not trying to advance, so let's try to um, break this. Barrier or break a hole so we can escape and not be surrounded. Basically, they're shooting fish in a barrel at this point, but the fish are returning shots, which as we see is dangerous. But they're trying to make a hole, and then the girl is the girl from the Savior is saying, "Hey, we need to make this hole and get this thing done." Whereas Aaron is really pinning them in by his excellent gunfire. So then we we, we revert back to Morgan and his walkers, and Morgan And so the plan is. That Morgan kind of shakes the fence and the walkers kind of congregate and they can't see who's making the noise. And then Diane has to shoot both of them before they both of them, meaning who was both of them? Both of them are the guards inside the fence so that they can kill them and then be able to enter the house unopposed and unannounced. And and Diane is able to do that. Diane, once again, is from the hilltop. And then Morgan is kind of. Let me, let me kind of pause on Morgan for a minute. Morgan shouldn't be out here. His skills are phenomenal. He is one of the most phenomenal killers that they have on The Walking Dead. But his his head ain't there. And he's kind of, he's, he's, he's out there. And it's kind of demonstrated in, in how he's handling himself. So anyway, so we're back in. So they are uh, Morgan and Jesus and Tara are entering into the compound. And they're able to get in there initially without being heard because they have silencers and everyone they come across they came across two people they were able to put them down also so then they're they're all in there and then they're all going to basically knock down each door at the same time. And it's it's a pretty intense, this is a really intense time if you're watching it for the first time. You have the music going, you have the people in in there talking. So then you have Morgan and two people and one guy shaking like a leaf. And other guys say, hey, what are you shaking for? He's like, okay, I'm alright. But he's shaking like a leaf. And then Morgan look at him like, dude, what are you shaking for? So anyway, so they're like, hold up, let's do this thing. And then right before they're about to break in, the Walking Dead, what does the Walking Dead do? Of course, they cut to another scene. So you have Rick and you have Daryl inside of what I believe is the compound, one of the compounds looking for weapons. I think they're in the sanctuary itself. I'm not sure where they are. I'm going to have to figure out. I should know what they're doing. I should know where they are, but it looks like they're inside of a church or something or some of a building. One of the Savior's compounds, they're looking for weapons. Uh, I believe they're in the Savior's Compound because Daryl did see where, 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 he was, where he was held, and I believe that that's where um, Sasha was held also. So once they're going through what I think is the Savior's Compound, we, we revert back to Aaron and his crew trying to hold the people in, and there's gunfire going back and forth. And when gunfire is going back and forth, they're being pinned down, but they're still trying to go forward. One of the black guys, I forgot his name. He's like, look, they're trying to come out my way. And Aaron is like, pin them in." Aaron is the crew leader for this for this particular crew and is building What it, what is what is doing is that scene is building a lot of intensity because the saviors are fighting for their life and. Our people are really just trying to pin them in. So then the walking dead reverts back to where Jesus is now. So now we're back to where Jesus is. And just to update you, they're lining up outside each door. And they are about to break in. And once they break in, they're going to have to kill everyone there. But the moment they do th- then walking dead cuts away from there. Once again, they're about to break in. Their hands are up. They're like This. And for those of you who don't know, I'm on a video of there like this. And then they break back to where Aaron's crew is. And then Aaron's crew is still, their main job isn't to advance, is to kill, but to just hold them in. The whole time you're wondering, why are they just holding them in? Is someone else coming? What is the plan to this? Why is it that the only thing they're trying to do, and Aaron is doing an excellent job at rallying the troops and keeping them in? And Tobin Tobin I'm I'm shocked at Tobin also. Tobin is doing his thing and Eric is doing his thing and then the black guy which I forgot his name is doing his thing. So then we then we revert back to Morgan again. Once again like I said this was an action-paced podcast, I mean podcast blah blah blah. It was an action-paced scene. And then once they go in and morgan and jesus about to go in they revert right back to eric and eric is taking charge like he's some gi joe and he's charging in and at the same time they revert back to morgan and him and they're charging in so they're just blowing people up kicking down doors and then they revert back and and eric is taking charge going across taking people down and then, and then. And then coming back, and then he's looking over at Aaron, Aaron's looking at Eric, and they're both like, Yeah, we doing this thing. And then Francine is beside Aaron, she's doing this thing. Then they revert back to Morgan and then the guy's shaking. And then you know the guy's shaking is it's a bad omen, right? Then Morgan is there, two other guys. And when a guy opens, one guy is there, but then he has six guys with guns, and all three of them apparently get blown away. We see all three guys fall like immediately. And everyone's saying, wait a minute, did Morgan just get shot? Because we see three people just drop from the hailstorm of six people firing bullets. And then, of course, what does Walking Dead do? They revert to a commercial. So at this point, they revert back to what I want to call one of the greatest mini-scenes I've seen in a long time, this red-handled machete. I love the story. They do so much in a, in a small bit of time. We could just do a podcast on this by itself, just how the great film work is, where they're able to tell this incredible story in like 30 seconds by a lot of word pictures, a lot of time jumps. They do a really good job. If you try to do an episode of Walking Dead or if you're an independent filmmaker, watch this show or watch this miniseries because they do an excellent job at telling an excellent story in very little time. It's kind of like the Twitter of stories. It's kind of like they only have like 140 characters, or they only have like 140 kind of um, milliseconds to, to shoot their story. So anyway, so we're back on the Walking Dead now, and then you have the you have the um, let's see where we are. I had to fast forward this. So you have Tara and Jesus coming in. And then they have this scene, which I kind of, I know we have to do it because this is a human story. But I'm with Tara on this. And what do you, what am I talking about? I'm talking about how they came across a guy who apparently said, I'm not with him. He urinated in his pants, I, I think, for effect, which I kind of knew. So then Jesus is like, no, his hands up. We shouldn't kill them. And Tara's like, this is what we're here for. Then they're arguing back and forth of what we should do. Then there's like, Tara's like, look, these are the prenatal viruses. Vitamins that we have for Maggie, and then these guys took him, Why should we keep them alive? Jesus is like, because the hands are up. I'm not gonna shoot a, a person is giving up. And then when they turn their backs, or when in the middle of their arguing, the guy comes to Jesus, succumbs him, and uh, 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 wrestles him down, has a gun to his head. It's like I'm going to kill Jesus, and I'm going to take you two back to Negan. And then he stomps on the vitamins, say, this B I T C H doesn't need these vitamins. Blah blah blah. So automatically, you know, he's a bad person. And everyone's screaming, why didn't you just kill him in the first place? I know, I understand that, and that's what's happening, but that's exactly what happened. So, um, then we revert back to these people are actually, sorry, I kind of went ahead a little bit. So... Of course, this guy doesn't know who Jesus is, right? Jesus is like this karate, kung fu type of dude. And then the moment the guy kind of relaxes a little bit, Jesus is able to get the gun from him, turn around, drop kick him, slam him down, tie him up. And Tara's like, dude, what are you doing? We should should get rid of him. He was like, no, we don't do this, blah, blah, blah. So... Tara and, and Jesus, they, they go somewhere else, and, th- and then they meet up back with their crew, and they notice that the crew is the people that they're standing off on. Let me explain to this. Tara, Jesus, and Diane, when they when they broke in the doors, certain people got through Morgan and them, and we think Morgan is dead because Morgan is laying on the ground with other two people, and those people now know that they're in the building, so they're saying evacuate. They're saying evacuate, and. They were falling back. So, as they fall back, Jesus is saying, I know where they're going. There's another way out. Let's meet them at the pass, basically. So, Jesus' crew, Jesus, Tara, and Diane, their crew is basically chasing them on the run, trying to get out the building. Meanwhile, we see that two dead rich people, two of them dead, but then Morgan's laying there. And the Morgan just opens his eyes and he, he looks confused. He's just, he just sitting there. I'm thinking, why not just see if you're okay? He had his bullets fly. What's going on? I don't know if he had a bulletproof vest on. I don't know if he was just lucky. But Morgan says, I never die. He said that in the beginning of the show. And Morgan is basically now this super Batman-style warrior that the people don't know he is in there. And he is coming behind them as they're evacuating. He takes a couple of guns and... Morgan is basically running, running loose. And if you know Morgan, Morgan is is like he seems to anticipate your move before you make a move. And because he he's ruthless, he he knows how to. He's an excellent in this show anyway. He's an excellent killing machine because he moves before you does. That's, that's, that's been this whole thing. I'm surprised now that I look back on it that Rick, Michonne, and, and, and Carl was able to escape Morgan when he was going through his uh, clear craziness um, back in season three. So we revert back to, once again, Aaron and his crew. And his crew, all they're doing the whole time, there's just gunfire going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And they're just trying to keep them in. And the whole time you're wondering why they're trying to keep them in. And so the leader of the saviors, is she says, wait a minute. They don't have to advance because they have killed some of us. And now she realizes what their game was. The game is this that the people that they kill is going to become walkers. So now that, that they're gonna to have to deal with the enemy on two fronts. They're gonna to have to deal with them being on the outside and the walkers being on the inside. And she immediately gets killed by one of her old people that was a walker, and she's done. And now she's going to become a walker herself. So you have these walkers on the inside starting to really kill the Savior. So basically, they've done an excellent job on that end. So then we revert back to, which was a long time, Ezekiel and his crew, and they're going through the forest. And e- Ezekiel, sounds funny, right? Ezekiel's going through the forest with Jerry and his big battle axe. And there was a walker there that had something done to it. We don't know what it is. It was a burn or if it's his skin was dropping. But it was something. And the way that they kind of highlighted it is that it's something going to be significant later. And Ezekiel's like, what happened to him? And Jerry was like, it was me, dude. No, nah, before you. So and then carol is like why are you so basically why are you so however you are he said fake it till you make it and he's kind of right that's what that's what you kind of do so carol and them was going to the forest and they as they're tracking the guy remember we said earlier that ezekiel said for them to get shiva the tiger well that's going to come to play in a couple seconds but the whole thing between carol and Ezekiel is interesting because Carol I I think Carol really starting to believe in Ezekiel and so then you have um, once again we have Daryl and Rick trying to go through the compound trying to find the weapons because if the saviors cannot access their weapons they won't have enough firepower to defeat all of the zombies that are in their compound as of right now so and they got the info from the weapons from um, from Dwight so, and they're saying Dwight's been right this whole time, so they're going through all the different floors on the top floor, and there's some pretty emotional things that's going to happen here, whereas Rick sprites off this guy, and Rick ends up killing him. Now, not to say while Rick got jumped, Rick got jumped, and they had a really hand-to-hand combat, which was pretty intense, but then as Rick went in, there was a little baby there, and it's a really sad moment, because what do you do? And then Rick sees himself in the mirror, and as I was looking, as I was looking at the commentary, they were saying that Rick is seeing who he is now. He's a different person than he was before. And he sees the baby. He realizes he just killed the baby's father, which I assume was the baby's father. And he feels really, really bad. But then again, this is the fog of war. When you're in war, this is what happens. You're going, you'll be ready in a compound with people there. People are of all stages of life. You have women, you have children, so forth. You have all these different things. So. Rick is there, and he's contemplating, you know, he sees a child, so he leaves a child there, and then who does he see next? His old person from the first season, who we all knew from the spoilers, the Spanish guy who left with his family. He says, I'm with the saviors now, and I'm calling them, and they are going to come. So that's kind of like how it ends. So my thoughts on this episode was... It was action-packed the whole time. There were scenes that were totally awesome. There were scenes that showed people fighting, showed that there, that, that this is indeed all-out war. It was very little uh, filler. It was, it was basically a group of people, Rick's people, being very desperate not to be under the thumb of Negan and doing what they have to do, and being very smart about it, I should say, by attacking all the compounds and doing it in such a way that they are trying to maximize their advantage by using stealth, surprise, and cunning and cunning wit. So, that's my first impression of The Walking Dead. I hope – hopefully you um, were able to follow along. I'm going to have to watch it again to kind of understand everything that kind of happened because it was – I'm watching it again for the second time right now, and I'm just understanding the whole sequence of events. But in the end – let's talk about the end because the end we have – we have a lot of people – that are realizing the cost, I think, of going to war. I think Tara is realizing the cost. I think Morgan, let's talk about Morgan. Morgan is having these flashbacks. Morgan is unstable. He's a killing machine, but he's getting to be unstable. I forgot to wrap up what happened with Morgan and his crew. Morgan and his crew left out the building and they confronted the Saviors as they were leaving, saying, listen, we have you surrounded give up. Now, Jesus wanted to use them as prisoners, but everybody else wanted to kill them. So we're going to see how that decision is going to end. But when, but we have Morgan before that, Morgan was going through the building, killing people left and right, because he was coming up behind them as they were running out. And he was smoking them. I mean, Morgan must have killed seven or eight or nine saviors by himself, utilizing just two handguns. He was just going through a stealthy, stealthily looking like, What's the guy, Stallone on First Blood, where the guy says, you better have a lot of body bags? I'm thinking someone should have called and told the saviors, you should have a lot of body bags, because Morgan was on the prowl, and he wasn't ha- He wasn't. He wasn't taking no, he wasn't talking, he wasn't saying hands up, he wasn't saying anything. If he saw you, you were in his sight. As a matter of fact, I was afraid he was going to kill one of the Rick's people because he was killing people so quick. I was thinking, how can you identify who it is that you're actually shooting? So, Morgan's coming up behind, just laying people out left and right, and he finally catches up with the people that already Surrender, And when he catches up with him, it was kind of a, a bit of great filmmaking because the sun was shining. And he was like, whoa, whoa, where am I? It's like He was coming out of a fog, like the fog of war. And he was like, you know, why? And then he was asking, why aren't we killing them? That's what we do. He was like, no. Jesus was like, no, this isn't what we're going to do. So they had like another, another standoff there, which is amazing. So we're going to see what's going to happen with that next week. Then we have Rick, and he's saying that the, um, the saviors are coming. So that, that conversation is coming to where Rick and Daryl is, and that's how we kind of end it. But you see, just just the action scene, I'm seeing it now again how Morgan is. He's like emptying this gun clip and has this look on his face of pure determination. I mean, he's walking so fast. He's like the Terminator. Of from back in the day when Terminator went, went... You know what it's like? It's like the Terminator that went in the police force. And when he sees the sun, he's just like... he's The only thing that repelled Morgan was the sunshine. I guess because he was the fog of in him being shot, so forth, it, it was amazing. So, the, the very end of this, we see that they show the faces of all the people struggling, and they show Rick, you know, they show Aaron, they show Tara, and I honestly believe that the, the, the toll that the war is taking is starting to, it's starting to realize now that this isn't going to be just something that they do. This is going to have, and this is going to take something from them. And this is something that's worth fighting for. But even though it's worth fighting for. Is is taking a lot, and it's and is taking an emotional toll as well. And they are going to lose people. As a matter of fact, Francine had got shot. You know what Francine is? She's a, she's a person from. The hilltop, I believe, and she was doing an excellent job, you know, kicking tail all over the place. I think she survived because she got looked like she got shot in the shoulder. But we do have also a tiger sighting where she the tiger. The guy that Ezekiel was chasing through the forest—I like saying Ezekiel through the forest. Ezekiel through the forest. Sheba was coming the other way, and Ezekiel said in his kingly kind of way to Carol, Carol, you don't need your munitions. And Carol was like what? And all of a sudden you see this lion flying through and totally devouring this guy. It was kind of a, kind of a a a cool kind of thing. But then um I was I was trying to wrap up and I forgot all these great things happened. Aaron saw that his boyfriend was in trouble, so he got in the car. He got in the car in the middle of battle, ran some people over, Walter White style, breaking bad, trying to save his boy Jesse. <laughs> he got in the car, ran some people over, rolled out, and he got his friend, he got his boyfriend, but then as he came up to him, you realize, whoa, he is shot and is shot right in the stomach, which is the worst place, according to all the TV shows that I watch, is the worst place to get shot because is almost certain death. It's a slow death, but almost certain death. So, all that being said, we have this uh, incredible emotional ending, and all these showing all these pictures of all the faces, and then we have um, our previews for next week. So, The Walking Dead basically has said. We are going to go all out war. We're going to go all out action. We are going to give you everything you've been wanting to see with all the people that you've been wanting to see, including the lion, including Jerry with the battle ax, including Rick doing his thing, Daryl, of course, doing his thing. So we have the, just the, the complete anthology and the complete, complete, what's the word I want to use here? podcast nation, we ha- we have the complete picture of what it's going to take for them to put this guy, Negan and the saviors down finally for good, amen and amen, so this is the Walking Dead podcast, I'm Jay Funds One, this, we're reviewing episode two, I will probably have another episode middle of the week, talk about it, I don't know. I would like to have a female podcast co-host to kind of bounce off of, disagree with me, argue with me about it. So if you're interested, please uh, call me, not call me, hit me up, J- www.jfundswind.com is how you access everything. Thank you very much. I'll see you again next week or possibly the middle of the week. Bye.